Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Salutations, and welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. I am mad about everything this week, and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains, all one word. And we have a guest. Uh, go ahead. Introduce Hello, yourself. my name is David Ribeiro. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore river underscore O. There we go. Just like a pro. It's like I've been, been here, here you know? Uh, it's like I've done this before. Well, it's nice to have you. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, Well, my name is Scorched Earth, and um, I'm angry about everything. And um, I'm ready for Thanksgiving <laughs> break in college basketball. And, yeah, my life is on fire. And not in a good way. How was, every- <laughs> <laughs> How was everybody's week? Before today, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was busy, but got to head back home to Chapel Hill for football and see all my buddies. Saw Colby and Aaron. Oh, very nice. Uh, I didn't, all my, all my band I didn't realize that you went back to – I didn't realize you went back for the game. Yeah, it was my first time other than the siren. It was like my first football game actually being back. It was so awkward, like being at Die Hall for the trumpets – and then sitting on the Wilson steps. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, I could be feeling all that tremendous amount of pain in my lips and <laughs> the heat exhaustion <laughs> from wearing my uniform. I was like, okay, this is okay. That's very true. <laughs> um, I, We'll get into – we can talk, get into this later, but I just saw Derek Carr and um, John Gruden yelling at each other on the sidelines. So I did also see that. Um, <laughs> But we'll get there. First, let's talk about our terrible football team. That actually won a game. Hey, we won, okay? And didn't there's, cover. <laughs> there's something to celebrate there. We won a game finally. I, 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 yeah, I'm still upset. <laughs> what was the final score? I got? It was 49 to 26. Yep. The fact that we gave up 26 to Western Carolina bothers me. Actually, it's kind of weird. I think it's the exact same stat or like score as last year. You just take the sixteen points that we had to get to sixty-five and give it to them. Math. Math. <laughs> no. So we actually got worse in that regard. If you would have told me at the beginning and, of this year that this season would be even more insufferable than last season, I would have drank bleach <laughs> before it started. <laughs> Legit. Because yeah. it, it was ugly. I mean, first possession, throw an interception, and they take it and they score first. And I, <laughs> Everybody in the trumpet section, I was sitting behind them. They all saw my reaction. And like at one point, I was like, ah, oh, man, Western Carolina has the, has the momentum. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was just for you, Kobe. Aren't you glad you had me back? Mm. <laughs> 
But one of the few bright spots was Javante Williams finally having a really good game running-wise, scored three touchdowns. I, I believe he finally cracked 100. Game to, uh, uh, 93. 93. He had over 100 from scrimmage, but um, 93 rushing. Yeah. Well, the QB of the future, Manny Miles. <laughs> the, goat. the GOAT. The greatest quarterback in North Carolina history. Manny it shall Miles. now forever be known as a Hail Manny. <laughs> <laughs> That was also a really cool play. The touchdown to end the first half. And someone, um, I forgot, because someone mentioned it on social media, how that's only more evident of the malpractice of the coaching staff and that they decided to let Cade Fortin try that Hail Mary against Duke and not let Well, Manny it's easy it because, so you know, could have played today. Manny Miles can throw 37 yards, but he can't throw 39. So... <laughs> And even then, it struggled to get there. <laughs> I'm. It, it was lucky. I mean, it was a nice bobble. To I don't. Off. I don't have anything nice to say about this football game, this football coaching staff, or this team. Actually, you know what? I do have nice things to say about the team. I appreciate Anthony Ratliff, Williams, Toe Groves, Bo Corrales, and like four people on the defense, and that's about it. <laughs> that's. I just want to say, like, this is what Bomani was saying about Nathan Peterman and the Peterman, and I think it's also applicable to Nathan Elliott. It's not his fault. He's doing the best he can. They keep putting him out there, and he's doing his best. I don't know why they keep putting him out there in these situations, but it is not his fault. He's just... That he keeps going out there and doing things. And he goes out there, and he, he is himself, and we always accept expect something different and it's what it's going to be do you do you all think that Chaz is gone I think he's going to transfer I think I, I think he's going to transfer know. could very well hey it just opens up the spot for Kelly <laughs> there was a we want Kelly chant at one point in the game there, I heard that <laughs> and it there was also, noticeable there were fans in the student section um, that had paper bags on it that apparently said um, Fire Fedora on them. Doesn't surprise me. But good news, guys. The indoor facility is finally built. So yay for that. Yay. Also, Carolina is sneakily 500 at home. <laughs> Please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's probably going to end next week. We're playing state. I rivalry yeah. game. Yeah, we we all know how this is how this works. We have no clout. Zero. But we're going to win, um, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> At this point, watching basketball is a Let's... cathartic experience for me. I'm just like, oh my god, confidence. <laughs> oh. Get me away from football. Y'all want to move on? Because I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, Notre Dame beat Syracuse. Does Notre Dame, number three Notre Dame, beat number 12 Syracuse. One, Syracuse is not the 12th best no. team in the country. They just aren't. Um, I feel like the committee just kind of gave up after number six and just threw anybody in there. <laughs> 
Um, but do, how good are Notre Dame's chances, one, to make the playoff, two, to win a game, or maybe two once they get there? I mean, I think they if they win out, I think they're going to get the third or fourth spot in the playoff. I think so. Um, cause they're, uh, it's kind of the, the weird circumstance where they're not going to be able to have a conference championship that other teams will. But, I mean, they're winning games, and they're winning games pretty handily. I mean, Syracuse, I don't believe they're the 12th-ranked team overall, but they're not a bad – they're a pretty good team, to be honest. I mean, they struggled against us. That's inexcusable. But otherwise, they've had a pretty decent last couple of seasons. So, I, I mean, I think they have strong chances this time around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who do we really think is in – I mean, so we have Michigan – Alabama, I think Clemson wins out and gets. I mean, because like, who are they gonna play? Pitt. Yeah, I mean, like, they're gonna play Pitt. They're gonna get the ACC Coastal Champions. Pitt to you. I don't know if that means Pitt is good or that Pitt, like the the ACC Coastal, is just eating itself alive. They could. The audience couldn't see me roll my eyes just yeah. there. <laughs> so, I mean, so they'll play Pitt. College football is not good No, it's not. <laughs> so it's Bama, it's Clemson, it's I th- I think and yeah, and really I mean I think Notre Dame gets in and I mean for that four spot you got Michigan. Uh, I don't think Ohio State makes it. Um the only way that would make the only per the only team that would make that four spot interesting is UCF. Not like from a playing standpoint, like I think they could not for the fact that I think they could hang, just because I would want to see UCF do the thing. Uh, this year's UCF is not last. I year's know, UCF. but still, it would be interesting. And I, I, I guess I can't, I can't argue too much against it. If I was so for them getting in last year, I don't have that strong of an argument to not let them in right. this year with a similar resume. Right. Even though, but I do cognitively know that they are not as good as they were last year. Um, partly because that defense is nowhere near as good as they were last year. I can see a if Michigan stumbles within the next two weeks, I can see Oklahoma getting in if they beat um, West Virginia in their championship. If they if Oklahoma comes in with one loss, I can see them sneaking in. So wait. I think the pack we'd have three of the la- three of the four teams from last year. Who is the fourth? Georgia. Georgia. That's right. I don't know why I forgot that. So, I don't know. I'm just not that invested in college football this year. I don't know if it's because our team is so bad or just lack of parity. I mean, I don't want to blame it on lack of parity. I love watching Tua. Like Tua, as, as much as I hate Alabama. Tua is like a pure human being, and I love watching him. I I do. It just so happens that he he plays for the I emperor. Feel that too. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel that too, though. I was telling uh, my coworker Brandon, who sometimes listens to and falls asleep to this. Uh, I was telling <laughs> him that I I don't feel college football as much this year, and I'm not quite sure why. Like, it's not Carolina, I don't think, because last year I was watching a lot of college football. Um, and th- we were similarly bad. That's a good so point. I'm, 
I'm not sure what it is. I'm just not not feeling it this year. I don't know. Yeah, that's a question for somebody that gets paid more than I do. Um, have you have anything else? Rest in peace, Tammy. Oh yeah, Rip did Tammy. Did you, have you, are you aware of Tammy? I, I'm. Not, I don't know who she is. I I, I so know on Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like on Paul Feinbaum, like his show, she was a caller, but I didn't. I never heard. I never. I don't really watch Paul Feinbaum, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I only watch Paul Feinbaum to listen to Tammy. So like, it all started out like she she's a big Auburn fan, and so like hates Alabama, and so Paul Feinbaum being very much a shell for Alabama, she always calls him out for stuff, and uh, she's told all sorts of stuff about how like she's thrown her husband out of the house because Auburn has lost or. <laughs> they have all sorts of marital problems, but it was very much like entertaining kind of stuff as well. Um, but it was like reported over the weekend that she was actually in a car accident and passed away. Her grandchild was also in the car. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, it just provided a lot of good commentary still and fun commentary on the show. Uh, I love watching John Gruden try and coach. Emphasis on try. Um, I think it's time to talk about some winners. Some big winners on campus, especially. Yes, because we are the University of National Champions. Let's talk, yes, let's talk about the positives. Because, let me break it down. I, t- I said I would go scorched earth. <laughs> this university, for some ungodly reason, values this football team so much when you walk 10 steps to the left and you have a field hockey program a soccer program men and women a basketball program that are killing it this field hockey team doesn't get nearly the recognition that it deserves like so we'll give it to yeah as small as it may be we'll give it to them here ladies that was fantastic y'all like i wanted this so badly for them so much because they deserve it after coming uh, coming up just short in the last couple of years, it's good to see them finally break through, and in an undefeated season. Yeah, I always go back to two seasons ago. Uh, Fuchs brought up the idea of having a little pet band that would start performing for the field hockey team at regularly at games. I was hope I was very lucky to be a part of that opportunity, being a part of the first hockey band, and. We had a practice during band camp with the team, and we got to learn the ropes of field hockey and stuff. And it was a sport really I hadn't heard nothing about before. And over my time being in the band, like it's easily become my second favorite sport on campus. And just learning about like the legacy of the team with Coach Shelton, who's in her 38th year coaching, had previously won six, is now a seven-time national champion in field hockey. She's basically like the Dean Smith of the sport. Um, so surely as an alum today I was calling in to uh, to check that in um, and we defeated the University of Maryland 2-0 today in the national why is it always why is it always Maryland it's always like not just in know. field hockey I just like remember lacrosse lacrosse, lacrosse? yep both lacrosse as two years ago um, but for our school's 44th national championship 
NCAA championship. NCAA championship. So, it was a really good game. Um, I mean, essentially we won it uh, with 20 minutes to go in the first half because Aaron Matson scored uh, and Megan Duvernois scored. Um, got two goals in the first half. We held them scoreless. They actually did not score uh, shoot a single shot in the first half, which was just incredible for our defense. Our goal. But they our goalie came in clutch. They outscored with like two. Our goalie in. came in clutch. I think she had like I should think she ended with like seven saves or something like that. And that's her yeah, season, season high. Yeah. So she was put to work. She but was putting in work. Maryland was gunning though. Like they have a very long ball game where they were taking huge shots down the field, and it was just making me nervous all the time because they are a really quick team. Um, but again, credit to our defense because we just shut them down because they had several corners in the game and several opportunities. And we always came up with a stop. Uh, they are the English national team of college field hockey. Essentially. Lots of long balls, yes. But no, going back to what you said, David, it's been a, a lot of triumphs and also a lot of heartbreak because they've been in the national championship now for like four of the last five years. And this is the first one where they finally won in that period. Their last championship, I believe, was in 2009. So it's been a little bit of a, of a drought of, of sorts between – this their last championship and now but finally this team is on the ho- the mountaintop once again they are the national champions and my focky buddy Ava Van Toog is now a national champion shout out to y'all and shout out to the entire team uh once again winning the natty good for them seriously hopefully our soccer teams who are both still in the tournament can also bring one or two home mm-hmm Women's is what they just advanced to the quarters, quarters. yeah. And the men play uh, JMU. And what? Or did they play JMU? I actually did I didn't check. check either. I just knew they were, because if High Point would have won, they would have played um, Carolina. So that's the only reason I knew who they were playing. Let me check Twitter. Oh, it is halftime. What's the score? And it is 1-1. Okay. Go Heels. And then lastly, um, what was it? it was Adam Lucas came up with the stat, continuing that every UNC student since 1977 has seen one national championship in their four years. Ain't that crazy? So. University of National We don't take – we don't say it lightly. We don't say it lightly. We got the stuff to back it up. We got the hardware. So, all right. Uh, Mav, what time are we at? In this show? Yes. We're like 20 minutes in. Time for an audible, it sounds like. Switch it up. So, this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners, have never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. My recommendation for this week is A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Marlon Bundo himself. You can download it or another audiobook free by trying audio, audible.com. Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. All right, so let's talk about some new addition. Oh, I thought you meant like uh, to I thought you were gonna say new addition, like the, the boy band. <laughs> no, 
we aren't talking about Candy Girl. <laughs> we are talking about Jimmy Butler and Tyson Chandler. Yeah. So, Jimmy Butler had a bit of a rocky start to his beginning in 76ers. His beginning of his time with the 76ers, they lost their first game um, with Jimmy Butler on the team, but I believe they won their next two with him there. Yes. Um, including a buzzer beater um, last night as we're Tears. recording. Um, I know. Poor Kemba. <laughs> what, he put up 60? Yeah. Franchise record. <laughs> hmm. Carolina does, uh, Carolina, Charlotte does not deserve Kemba Walker they, whatsoever. I, yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I don't want to give Aaron any more. I'm, I'm going to try to keep my quacks to a minimum today. I'm really <laughs> going to try, but as soon as we start talking about the Panthers, I already know that it's not going to happen. Um and Tyson Chandler, I do. I'm not. I don't think the Lakers have lost with Tyson Chandler on the roster. They lost the Magic last night. I think they lost to the Magic. Gotcha. So only one loss to Tyson Chandler on the roster so far. So how do you feel, uh, Jimmy Butler and Tyson Chandler? Um, how does that change the outlook of the NBA with them on those teams? Uh, well, I think that the Lakers, from what I've seen, lacked uh, a big post presence because Kyle Kuzma is too small for his position. He's a little undersized, and they were having issues getting rebounds. And I mean, JaVale McGee is JaVale McGee, so um, they were having... NBA champion Shut JaVale up. McGee. So, I mean, they were having issues rebounding the ball and, get, and getting defensive rebounds. So they bring in Tyson Chandler, who is a post-presence, older guy, veteran presence, post guy. Um, and I think he immediately makes them better. Maybe not always offensively. Isn't this like, he's not going to be the one that scores the most points, but he is the one that's going to be like the calming presence on the court right next to LeBron James. Um that veteran presence that he can rely on. Yeah, they they were struggling with JaVale McGee on the court. Their plus minus was something ridiculous. Uh, with him off the court, it was something abysmal. Uh, and so this gives them another another piece to throw in when JaVale goes off the court to rest. Um, they don't lose any size um, in the post, so teams don't just get layup lines against them. And I think that Having that anchor down low, it helps defense everywhere. We saw that with Carolina basketball last year with no post presence. People will just tee off from anywhere on the court. Yep. So with as bad of a, of a defensive team as they were, it really helps to have Tyson Chandler there. Uh, Jimmy as Butler who, is just a killer. <laughs> he is. That three-pointer that he hit to go ahead of the Charlotte Hornets, I mean – he oh, he had the chance to get the game-winning shot at the end of regulation and ended up missing it, but he ended up hitting the shot when it matters. I think they saw something where he was 0 for 11 on game-tying field goals uh, under 10 seconds, and he said he felt confident about his shot. Mm. But, hey, it went in. Shooter That's shoot. the thing about <laughs> Jimmy Butler that makes him dangerous is that he is not Kobe, but he thinks he's Kobe, so he's going to do it regardless. He also thinks that he's better at doing Kobe things than Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, he's happier. 
So that goes a long way. And uh, we haven't seen the the Twitter video of Markel Fultz crying in the corner yet. So I think I think we're good on that front so far. At least they're keeping it in house if it's happening. Yeah, he changed the free throw shot again. Did y'all see it? Yeah, I saw the kinda, pump thing. No, no, like where he kind of taps it between his. He like juggles it. See that? <laughs> Someone put a fix my room in for that I, hand shot. Like, no, I tr- I truly don't understand. Like, cause that's what makes it so funny. I'm like, how do you completely lose your shot, like Markel Fultz has? And how is that the one that you land on? Is what <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> he made one. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, how, like, it was his neck injury or shoulder injury that bad that it caused you to completely use lose the mobility in it? I think it's all mental. It is. I think this is one of the worst case of the yips that we've seen. In, Did in, the Monstars in, take his energy or something? <laughs> Could be. I don't know. It just that's a really that's really accurate. Like the worst it case just blows of the yips. My mind. Like if this was another, I, I think the if he would have gone number two or three or four in the draft, I think maybe he wouldn't have this. But the fact that he has all the pressure on him, and he got injured, he's probably got that. I saw something about like chronic pain and something in his brain triggering it because he's used to the pain, even though it's not there anymore, something like that. But there, there's something happening. That's not right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Deandre Jordan is a 63% free throw. Yeah. Shooter, what the hell's up with that? Which is this iceberg. <laughs> I'm all here for it. Congrats to the Mavericks, though, for beating the Warriors last night. The Dallas Mavericks defeated the world champion Golden State Warriors. So tell me, is it you is heard it, it here? Don Chich or Don Chick? Don, Don Chich. Chich. Okay, so it's the same. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. The Dallas Mavericks won. We're back. And we back. No. Luca had twenty three points. Hit the go-ahead floater. Uh, he even got some praise from KD after the game. Um, I mean, the kid belongs. I keep saying it every week. The kid belongs. Now, we're not going to talk about the fact that Steph and Draymond didn't play. Uh, but the Mavericks beat the Warriors. That's all that matters to me. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I want to go ahead and just talk about that. Yeah, sure. Oh, I forgot that happened. Yeah. You so, a bitch. You always yeah, going to be a bitch. Draymond and KD got in a tippy. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they playing that game? I don't even remember. Sorry, Aaron. Essentially, it was crunch time, and KD wanted the ball to take the last shot, and Draymond kind of just grabbed it and ran with it and missed the shot, and it caused a scuffle, a brouhaha. If he so really did say, leave, we won here without you, that's some like square up stuff right there. That's some on site stuff right there. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, does it look does that look worse on KD or does that look worse on Draymond? I think it looks bad on everyone's part because you have Draymond antagonizing his, his their star their two time MVP two time Finals MVP free agent next year. You want him to re-sign because, duh. 
and you're going on and antagonizing him, telling him that you sh- he should just leave because they won without him. And then you have KD, who has the skin that's as thick as, like, you know, dryer sheets. And you know he's going to feel some type of way about it. And then you have Joe Lacob, the owner, suspending Draymond for the one game, giving the idea that's like, okay, we're going to be behind KD. Like, we support KD and whatever. And it just it's just this weird vibe. It's this whole new experience with the Warriors. Because you don't really see this kind of discord with the Warriors organization. At least not publicly. You don't see this kind of discord. Yeah, yeah. I think the main thing about them punishing Draymond is not keeping it in-house. Pretty much. I mean, I definitely think I kind of think it looks worse on Draymond just because, but then again, this is his kind of, that's how his M.O. on stuff, like, it's not surprising for him where it can look bad on KD, because what he said is not necessarily wrong. Yeah, but it's also the thing. Just because it's true doesn't mean you say it. <laughs> that, and, that, and that's, I think, that's what I'm sort of trying to say is how it, that makes it more of an issue. Is that he's because you don't like flesh that out in public like that in front of the teammates and and your guys. You do that like personally because yeah. th- that draws battle lines and stuff, and it it forces everybody to pick a side whether they say they want to or not. But I think. Or what I feel about this whole situation, that if Steph was playing that game, none of this happens because he just passes the ball to Steph. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive that if Steph was available that game and was on the court and was playing, none of this happens. Which leads me to the belief that Steph is the important piece here, not KT. Steph is, Steph is the because glue. you never hear of any of it. You don't hear any of this stuff happening when Steph is there. Steph is the glue that holds that whole team together. Clay can go off. KD can go off. Draymond can even go off. But, like, Steph is the ridiculous glue that – like, the, the, the gorilla glue that holds it all together. Like, he is – it's airtight. Like, when he's on the court, he elevates that team so much, regardless who else is. Let the record show uh, David's got his hands together like a nice little web. <laughs> visual yes, aid like so but I mean the whole thing is like eventually they're going to have to take a side because both of them are due this Clay summer, and um, KD are both free agents is Draymond a free agent this summer I think Dre is next, next year? year okay mm-hmm. I mean I'm not sure if it's an argument of who you take over each other if you have to choose I think that Dre is the more important piece. <laughs> he's a pl- because he's right. They have one without KD. They have. <laughs> they did this. This what team if you keep tra- KD and drop Draymond. Do you think they still win? Now you also got to think though when that that past team that won also had a ridiculous bench. Do y'all think that their bench is as good as it was 2015, 2016? So no. it's like and. Matt, to answer your question, I think the West gets a lot more competitive if Draymond leaves. I think it gets competitive if Draymond leaves and if Clay leaves. I mean, perhaps this is his point because uh, if he wasn't suspended of Game Five of the 2016 Finals, perhaps the cat they would have won it even more. 
they'd have another ring. Do y'all do y'all think yeah. Clay resigns? Because I don't know how beta he is, but if he's cool with just chilling and not having his like he could have his own team, like he could be the number one option on his own team for sure. I just don't think it's sustainable. If I mean, I, I, if he's going to take less money, then okay. But, but I, in my like, I feel like he's going to ask for maybe it's just money. me, but it's like if I was in that position, and and I get it, I'm not a warrior, I'm not a professional basketball player, but like at some point, it's like there's only so many discounts you can take. And when you have Draymond Green, Steph Curry, who just signed a max, KD, who says publicly that he deserves a max, Draymond, who also believes he deserves a max, it's like, what do you do there? There's a, there's a, there has to be a point where the money ends. Like this team cannot, the reason that this team has been so dominant is because you have four or five players that are all max level player, all-star, and you have Boogie. That's about to come out. So it's like, this is not sustainable, in my opinion. But somehow, because they're the Warriors, they're going to make it work. Because Joe Lacob has some kind of, like, voodoo doll over them that makes them say, oh, you know what, I think I'll take a discount. Yeah, I don't... (laughs) Bomani said it a lot. The way dynasties end isn't because of someone else rising up is because they get tired of each other. And I think that they these these teams are very much tired of each other. Or this team is very much tired yeah. of each other. So I I would not be surprised if we see a little bit of a migration away from from the big All it area. takes is one domino to fall. One. If one of the original of Clay because Steph's not leaving, I don't think. If Clay, Draymond, or um or KD leave, I think I think that's that's the domino that falls. Be- because remember, we were game seven away from a Rockets Cavs finals last year. Yeah, exactly. They just decided to miss twenty seven straight threes. <laughs> but we should move on. Yep. Uh. So okay, which one of you? Which one do we do want the to Titans? For the do the Titans. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, um, we we lost thirty eight to ten to the Colts. Uh, we played horrible. Mark Smartia got hurt again. That didn't help anything. Our secondary looked atrocious. Uh, T Y Hilton just destroyed us. Um, the Colts deserved it, and now we're in third place in the AFC South, and we're not looking good. Probably won't make the playoffs now. We needed the win today. Next. Oh, uh, you got hit with the Mina Kimes curse. It happened to us last. Yeah, week. no, she gassed us up. <laughs> <laughs> we got destroyed. It's all Mina Kimes' fault. He she talked bad about Cam, and then Cam started doing well. Did she start talk well about Cam, and then the entire Panthers fell apart? And now here we are, six and four. Thank you. Next. <laughs> um, I'm mad at everyone. <laughs> David, I, I'll let you go ahead and do whatever you. You sure you want me to? Let, you sure you want me to go first? Have fun. Twitter. Twitter, this is what you've been waiting for. I, <laughs> because David has been fuming for the last couple of hours. I let me let me preface this by saying, Cam should have made that throw. Like Kobe, are we in agreement that that is a throw that a veteran quarterback who is six foot whatever the hell he is should make? Okay, yes. I I saw the post game 
and I saw that he said I got held up because he was deciding between running and throwing, and he saw Jarius Wright break open and then overthrew him. Yeah, that, for me, that's too much. For some, like for some <laughs> reason, that makes me even more frustrated because that's the second time that game, and I'm trying not to take it out on Cam because it's not his fault. He had 350 something yards and three TDs. Okay, and the one interception he had wasn't his fault because Curtis Samuel has baby hands. Okay, so <laughs> which apparently is an epidemic that's going around the Panthers because apparently James Bradbury also has baby hands. Every other team doesn't have baby hands, but our team has baby hands. I don't know. Like, did they lotion up? Did Eric Washington say, all right, guys, here's the lotion. Let's get nice and like, let's get nice and slippery before we go, you know, nice and soft. Oh my God. Get manhandled on two separate jump balls. Ridiculous. But anyway, Cam should have made that throw two separate times. He should have run the ball into the end zone and do the Cam thing. Because he's like 200-whatever pounds, six-foot-whatever. I can't remember because I'm frustrated. Goal line should have just run it in. He had it. He can truck any cornerback or linebacker that is in this league. I promise. He can run over any of them. So that's frustrating. The second frustrating I like. let me also preface this by saying I don't hate the call going for two. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I thought I- it was the right call. I don't. I haven't seen any Panthers fans say that. That was, was totally the right call, and it would have worked. Like it was open. It was a good play call. It was a good play call. It was a good decision. I like the call. The frustrating part is the fact that we we even had to get to that point. Graham Gano, I am sick of your stupid ass. I hate you. Like I, I like like I I hate him so much because you know what? He lulls you into a false sense of security. Hits twenty eight straight. He hits a 63-yard field goal to win a game, and you're like, oh, my God, we, I'm so glad we got this guy. Let's re-sign him. Let's give him money. You give him the money, and what does he do? Misses a field goal and a freaking extra point. Are you kidding me, Greg? Like, we should have been four points up, at least three points up in that game. And then that creates the situation where you're like, I don't trust my kicker, and I don't trust my defense, which is a separate issue, which I'll get to in, like, five freaking seconds. <laughs> so Graham Gano, I hate you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what kicks you made, what game winners you have. I hate you. I'm tired of you. Eric Washington, if you don't get your ball head ass out of this organization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you have, I will name off who we have on our defense. Julius Peppers. Kawan Short. Mario Addison, Don Terry Poe, who's a scrub. He's a fat scrub. Hey, he met his weight requirement. <laughs> he did meet his weight requirement. He got that bread. Um, Luke Keekley, Shaq Thompson, Thomas Davis, Eric Reed, and Captain Munderland. Is he the other safety? Does he play safety? Uh, no, no, no. Mike, Mike Adams. Adams and- Mike Adams and Eric Reed. You got James Bradbury. Dante Jackson, Action Jackson, Dante Action Jackson, right? You look at that roster up and down, and you should say, this should at the very least be a decent, decent defense. Average. at the Our floor should be average. Ceiling is top five. 
and we look like we can't stop a bloody nose, like legitimately. When you give up, when you give 10 yards of cushion, when you can't get any pressure on the quarterback, you got quarterbacks that all look like Michael Vick against us. Like, it's crazy. And I know that didn't apply today for my Matthew Stafford, but when he's throwing quick darts in, on slant routes and we can't get any pressure on him, like, I don't know, what was, Colby, you know how many sacks we had this game? I remember one for sure, maybe Maybe two. two. With that front line. A, a, an offensive line that has given up eight sacks eight in the past. Eight sacks game. in the past two games. Consistently, our pass rush is not getting it done. I don't know if it's like we're, we're not getting good blitz packages. I don't know if it's because we're not utilizing our, our, our personnel correctly, but something is not going right with this defense. And he was sacked once. One sack. Something has to change. Luke Keekley even looks lost out there. And Luke Keekley is God tier linebacker. There's no reason that even he should look lost out there. And that falls on coaching. I've never seen this defense look so lost on the field. Like, am I wrong in that? Like, it, like, it, I just feel they look, go ahead. They look bad. Like, they, they just look bad. I don't know what else to say. The it's bad. Secondary actually isn't terrible. No. It's just that we can't tackle no. anybody. We, and they, everyone gets to the second level against us. I don't know. We went from a perennial top five front seven to paper thin. I thought that was going to be our strength this year and that we were going to be weak in the secondary. And it turns out we're trash on all levels of defense, except for line. You know, I'll, I'll take that back. Our linebacker core is still good, even though our run defense has been atrocious. But I feel like that starts with the front line, that front four. <sighs> And then Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, man, like I can't pinpoint one thing that you do that frustrates me. I feel like it's just all the little things that frustrate me now. And I know for a fact, not a fact, I heard through Twitter that David Tepper is not super sold on Ron Rivera yet. And quite frankly, I'm a little bit tired of him. Like, I don't know if I don't know any what other coach would be great for us. But at this point, it's like something has to change. We are wasting the primes of Luke Keekley and Cam Newton. Two great players, two generational players on both sides of the ball, and we are wasting it. I would not be surprised if we end the season 8-8. Eight and eight. And that's super unacceptable for what we have. Like this team should not go 8-8. Eight and eight. And we might miss the playoffs. And if we miss the playoffs, Ron Rivera's ass needs to get out there with that riverboat Ron stuff. He might <laughs> he can sail out of here. Yeah, he – Like, I don't know what to say. But the frustrating thing – the frustrating thing is when we're at home, we look like that team that can go to the I know. Super Bowl. But this team does not travel at all. It, two straight weeks we score on our opening drive. The play calling is getting better. I have been happy with Nord. Regardless of whether we stall or on, on offense, I feel like that's more a personnel issue. Devin Funches, what the hell, dude? Devin Funches, what was it, six drops in a row? Uh, yeah. Six in a row. row. Six drops. Right in the hands. Unbelievable. And I don't, I can't tell if I'm frustrated because we should be going to Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore or the fact that we kept going to Devin Funches trying to get him going and he kept dropping it. I can't figure out who I'm frustrated at more. 
he got his hands on every single target that um came. He had one in the end zone that he dropped too earlier in the game. Every single target he had, he got hands on. He had two yep. catches. And when he's supposed to be that big wide receiver, that's supposed to be our like I'm gonna say Kelvin Benjamin replacement, but he's supposed to be better than Kelvin Benjamin because he can actually run his routes. And you end up doing stuff like this. It's 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 <sighs> mental lapses is all this team does. Like from the top to the bottom, from head coaching staff to to whatever the bottom rung of the tier you think it is. Mental lapses kill this team. And when it's been four or five years of mental lapses, it's like it's not the people on the field. It's start and I'm starting to think that it's it's I'm starting to realize that it's the coaching staff. And honestly, I say scrap everybody but Norv and, and just and just start over. Because we were successful 2015, got to the Super Bowl, and still haven't really recaptured that. And it's slowly been getting worse, in my opinion. Or at least more frustrating. So if we miss the playoffs, especially if we miss the playoffs this year, we need to we need to just scrap it, start over. Because I'm done with this. Not done with this franchise. I love Cam Newton. I love most of the. I love Christian McCaffrey. He's awesome. DJ Moore. I am so happy that we picked him up uh, in the draft. I love DJ Moore. He's gonna be great. Dante Jackson's great. James Badbury. Whatever problems you may have with him, I feel like he's been relatively solid this year. We still have Luke Keekley, Shaq Thompson. We have the pieces. We just don't have people putting them in good positions to succeed, which is what I say about UNC football. We are not putting them in positions to succeed. We need to move on. And scene. But I will say that the Panthers have the Seahawks at home last, next week, and they're going to win by 17. And it's going to be the most I'll be, frustrating. I'll be at that game, so we'll see. Um, Have fun, Seahawks fans. I know. The worst. Um, so Le'Veon is gone, and so are his Jordans. So, oh, gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> Was Le'Veon's gambit, was it successful? I don't think we can say that yet. I think we'll figure it out next season, or at least this offseason. Yeah, we have to see what somebody pays him. That's fair. Because he said he wants QB1, like salary. I think so, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the only way that it succeeds is if he gets that. We will see. Uh, I... Uh, I forgot what I was about to say there. So I don't have anything else on Le'Veon right now. I think that's a good level head, a good level headed response there. Except all the all all the players did steal his stuff from his locker, and that's funny. Uh, <laughs> and that's just kind of funny. And there were rumors this morning, Sunday morning, that uh, Condoleezza Rice was going to interview for the job of Brown's <laughs> head coach. I think that's hilarious. I just don't understand how we got to a place where Condoleezza Rice has been in the position to take multiple football jobs. I just want to know how we got to that place specifically. I mean, is she not on the college football playoff committee? 
She was. I I didn't. I believe she is no longer on the well, committee. She like served her term. And now well, now she's. She, I mean, I feel like she she has to have some she, football sense. She's and on I mean, the NCAA infractions committee right now, isn't she? That's right. Yeah. I don't no. know. I uh, I'm not going to talk about who isn't isn't qualified to coach a football team. I will say that they. After this was rumored, uh, John Dorsey has said that this isn't; those rumors are not true. I don't believe him. I think he leaked it out to the press to see what the reaction was, and then said, "Nope, we I aren't doing it." I think people don't realize. I believe that's what how much there. that probably happens, where the team leaks their own info out to the public to see to to gauge general reaction or general public reaction. Like especially around draft time, I feel like that happens a lot. Instead of making fake burner Twitter accounts to see what fans are reacting to. Yeah, do it right, 76ers. Uh, um, but yeah, I think that's what happens there. I, welcome to 2018. <laughs> We're living in strange times. Bad world. <laughs> uh, let's... let's Talk some college basketball and get Let's out of here. Uh, math time. Oh, wait, Maverick, before you start. Where are we at? We're like 50 minutes. Maverick, okay. before you start. So let's make this kind of the easy. The last 30 minutes of our day. So our the school that I work at, our, our, uh, our mascot is the Mavericks. And I'm still waiting I know, for my bro, shirt. I got to find one for you. Um, And the last 30 minutes of the day is called mav time and it's like basically a study hall for the kids so we should totally 100 percent have a section of this podcast called mav time <laughs> i don't know what i do but i'm all for it i humbly you could just make it a wrestling corner honestly i mean i'm currently watching wrestling Rass- right now tonight's survivor series we'll get to that on thursday yes so college basketball um College basketball, Stanford, win. Win column. Big dub. Won by 18, what was it, 90 to 70? Could have won by more. Should have won by more, honestly. Yeah. Sloppy second half. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy second half. I think think it was either 50 or 52 put up in the first half, and then definitely stalled big time. I'm liking the way that this team scores, though. Because we're not so reliant on the outside shot that we shoot ourselves into a hole. But we're good enough shooting two-pointers and have decent jump shots that we can kind of shoot ourselves out of a slump if we're not getting layups. And I feel like, I'm telling you, like, Leaky Black hype train is in full force. That kid is going to be fantastic. The kid is versatile. Like, I am serious. He's a point guard. He's a point guard. <laughs> that has already played all five positions. It's ridiculous. Like, I saw him shoot a floater. Nah, the more and more I'm I saw a him shoot a floater over a triple team against Tennessee Tech. And I'm <laughs> like, I was like, no, what was, oh, oh, you hit that. Oh. So, I, I love these freshmen. They're going to frustrate me sometimes. But overall, I love these freshmen. They're going to make their mistakes. That's okay. I said the same thing last year with Sterling uh, and Garrison. 
I was like, let them make their mistakes. One thing that I will say, has does anyone else feel what I don't know, did Kobe, did you say this that Kobe or sorry, that Sterling has taken a step back this year? Yeah, that's what I, that's so, what I was about yeah, to go for about. it. Let's just lump these these let's just lump these two games together. Um yeah, uh, yeah, so Carolina also beat uh Tennessee Tech last week, one oh eight to fifty eight. Uh the first fifty point win since uh we beat state by fifty um a couple years back. Uh but it was um it feels like Sterling Manley isn't the player we thought he would be coming into this year. I think that's fair yeah. to say. I was the one that said he was going to have the breakout season, so I'm definitely retracting some of those words at this point. But it's just not been exactly the output as as we it's thought. like he, like Kobe, you put it in the best way. It's like he forgot that he's the biggest person on the court. Like he just <laughs> keeps forgetting. I'm six <laughs> eleven or six ten or whatever he is. It and he remembered once he walked and he traveled. <laughs> And he took too many steps. Like you could see the moment that the light bulb clicked in his head, and he went, "Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a second. And then he quoted the tweet of the highlight and said that I, he didn't travel. He walked. <laughs> he walked one hundred percent. So yeah, that's frustrating. I'd like to see some growth from him him this year, but Garrison is looking very good. He's really. So far, he's our so best I, defensive. I feel big. confident. Yeah, he is. So, I mean, even more than Luke May and our, and I even asked Luke about it, and that's what I said at the very beginning: is that Luke, because this team is a lot more balanced and a lot more deep, he doesn't have to put up twenty and twelve every game anymore. And he still um, yeah. does. And he still does. <laughs> so I think that's still a testament of his development as a player over these four years. Um, but he doesn't have to anymore, and I think that's that's what speaks volumes to me about this team because this is a team, if I've ever seen one. Cam Johnson has the prettiest jump shot in the world. Oh, it that should be in seventh textbooks. woods pass. Oh, the behind the back, the yeah. behind the back to Cam. Oh my gosh! Yeah, beautiful. And seventh woods. Oh, welcome. Let, let's not ignore that point. Welcome to Carolina basketball. Let's not let's not forget that point. Seventh, I have been very critical of Seventh Woods, and I understand that he has had health issues and kind of hasn't been himself in the last two years. If he plays like he did against Tennessee Tech, which I know that he won't every night, he's not going to get eight points, eight assists, or whatever he ended up with. But if he can, if he can just be that calming presence, that veteran presence who dishes the ball, can cut to the cut to the basket. And, you know, if he can hit those threes, like make one or two threes a game, he can be really – he could be the the missing piece for us. Like he could be that piece for us that takes us to a Final Four. The He's X-factor. the X Factor. Not the no. glue guy. I still think – I think Kenny's the glue guy. You think Kenny's the glue guy? Yeah, I can see that. I think Kenny's the glue guy and then, uh, then seventh is the X Factor. That's fair. Do you think at any point – I mean, just in the as, season that seventh starts over Kobe. Yeah, it's. I think it's possible. I think it's a possibility. But no, just as Roy says, like everything's easier when the ball goes in the basket. Everyone's better when they're healthy. 
and I, I think it's actually starting to show how good of a player seventh really can be now that he has a, a clean health bill. Yeah. For sure. So, so I'm all for it. He Roy actually said positive things at a press he said, conference. He said he was pretty doggone pleased with the point guard. That's position. a lot coming from him. Uh, and the most demanding position on the entire team. And he says that that's a high praise. Yeah. So let's look forward. We have St. Francis coming up on Monday. Uh, St. Francis State are one and two. They're one win coming over Morgan State. Um, Morgan State of the MIAC. They lost to UCLA on Friday, uh, 95 to 58. Um, so they are probably going to be a little similar to the last game against Tennessee Tech. Probably a little undersized, probably just not enough firepower to compete. If I had to guess, again, I'm not, I'm not a St. Francis insider, so I'm not sure what they're doing over there. I think we'll be fine. Um, Then we have Texas coming up on Thursday um, in the Las Vegas International. That'll be the barometer. Okay, cool. Hook them. I'm tired of losing to Texas. So, don't, nobody freak out if we lose to Texas, but I think if we win against Texas, it's a good sign for us. Or depending on how we play. Win or lose, depending on how well we play, I think will be a good sign for how this team is. And good lord, I can't I cannot end this sports podcast without saying Villanova. Oof. Oof. Lost twice. Already. Hey, also, all the credit in the world to Furman. Oh yeah. I forgot his name, but not only did they already break the single game for three-pointers, they've beaten two of the final four teams of last year. They'll be a tournament team. They'll be back in March. Like, I think that automatically guarantees them a spot. I mean, of course, they'll probably have to win their conference championship. But they've beat uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Villanova. Raising that net, that net ranking, those Q1. Q1. The Paladins. We'll have to talk about the Red Paladin later. The Dens. Yes, we will. It is on the rundown. Uh, and then coming up on Friday, we have UCLA or Michigan State. Um, also, Please give us UCLA. <laughs> and that will round out our week. So, really like to come out of this, come out of Thursday and Friday, not 0-2. I think we, because that game at Michigan is going to be a doozy. So. Yeah. We will see how that goes. Let me check the rundown. Um, I have Syracuse sliding. I think Syracuse is at the mercy of their defense. Um, if someone figures out the zone, if a team figures out the zone, they are done for every time. And say it with me. One, two, three. Zone, zone is, is for coward. Yes, it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Yeah, that's all I got. I let out my frustrations. <laughs> um, have, are you you good? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of here then. If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating or a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let, 
us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30-day trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash NMVPod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we'll see you on Thanksgiving. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Turkey grease.